friends, and welcome to another episode of Dark Side of the Word, a weekly podcast for all the dark story lovers. I'm here with my effervescent co-host, CJ. Effervescent? I feel like I'm a soda or something. That's so nice. Hello, everybody. <laughs> Remember, I'm trying to have a new adjective for yes. you. <laughs> and I'm very excited to see what you come up with week after week after week. Let's go. We're, going, we're already hitting like the, the fringe effervescent is fringe i think that's a fine word i i am nothing if not effervescent well effervescent works with how hard we were laughing before we hit record so that is true i am and i definitely can be more bubbly i think than you can at certain times what because i'm like more more less less dark less emo Mm, I don't know. We'll see. Because you thought I was totally not, like, a good friend for you when you first met me. Like, this chick's too happy. What the fuck? So I'm definitely, if one of us is more effervescent, I think it would be me. And it's not necessarily a good thing, so don't be too offended that you're not as effervescent. And because of everything that happened, I completely (laughs) forgot to introduce myself. Hi, Kate. How are you? I'm okay. Kind of, sort of. (laughs) Last night, no sleep. Then that's why you did not say your own name, which is Kate. It is a delirium podcast, which (laughs) I think makes for the best. So let's go with the slow and ride this. Woo! But I'm excited because at least I'm gonna I'm gonna tell the listeners a little secret. I feel like this is the easiest podcast to record. I feel like you said that last time. Was that when we were recording the last easy podcast? (sighs) Damn it! The book club is really easy. I think the book club is easiest because we're just saying our thoughts. Not that these aren't our thoughts today, but I have more formulated thoughts about book club than I do about anything else. Because really, writing, shot in the dark about what's going on. Let's be honest. True. Damn it. Okay, that's not a secret anymore. (laughs) Yeah, the book club's the easiest one. Well, to let everyone in on the other secret of the day that we spoiled, today is the first Thursday of the month, which means it's time to recap our writing, what we've been up to, yeah, uh-huh. Ho- hopefully we can inspire some creatives out there, provide some chuckles, show what it's like from the trenches, right? Trenches, indeed. Indeed. <laughs> but I'm actually surprised we're already in February, because yes. January feels like the longest and the shortest month of the year at the same time. It does. I can't believe that January 1st was so long ago. Right? But then when you're in January, you're like, oh my god, it's only like halfway through January. Wow, this is taking forever. And then you get to the end of January and you're like, oh my god, we're already 30 years into the... 30 years. <laughs> it feels like 30 years. 30 days <laughs> into the new year. Damn it. At least... Okay. <laughs> but now is my favorite time of the year because we all those go get them New Year's resolution people are falling off the wagon. So yes, the gym is quiet My again. Zumba class is very empty all of a sudden. My Duolingo challenges are empty again. <laughs> so I've had, I have like almost a thousand days streak on Duolingo. What are you learning? Spanish. Oh. Yes. So I normally am in the top league all the time, top five all the time. Mm-hmm. And then January 1st rolled around and it's like battling just to stay in the freaking league. Oh, <laughs> and now nice. last week everyone fell off. So I'm back to where I was. Ha! Ha, you just waited him out. Good for <laughs> no, you. No one's going to beat my thousand day streak, okay? Thousand days is a long time. That's that's like three years, right? Over three years. It'll be three years in May. Three years in May. Okay, I can't do math. But it's a long time, and congratulations. That is very impressive. Thank you. So I guess that's an update. I'm still there you go. going into Lincoln. Just, just, just an update right there. Just sneaking them in when we can. 
But I think, because we've been talking about it a lot offline, um, yes. our experience with it all. So and I thought we should start talking about the manifestation challenge we did in January 1st Ooh. before we talk about writing. Because honestly, I think that the manifestation challenge and all of that involved was the most, and there's the delirium losing the words <laughs> in my head. Impactful. Thank you. Yes. Impactful of January. And I, w- I want to say that for both of us. Yes. I'm impacted. I I mean, for me, like, to let all the listeners know, the day this comes out, you know, we, duh, it's obvious, we don't record the day it comes out. <laughs> the day this <laughs> gets released, I will be in my new house. Woo! Congratulations. Thank you. It, wow, it's insane. It's not what we anticipated in the sense of we made a life-changing decision again. <laughs> but... It's kind of, it's everything I thought it would be because I just, I put it, I put into the universe with the manifesting, which we'll get into some more details, but I just want to like caveat this little thing Mm. was that at one point in house hunting, things were looking dire. They were looking a struggle bus. I wasn't finding what my partner and I needed to survive in the world. It's not so much that, you know, we're looking for this mansion and all this stuff, but because we both work remotely and because just, you know, what we need in our house, we need a certain size house. And it just it wasn't happening. And then I finally just put, I just said, yes to, I want this much square feet and I want a turnkey house. I don't have time to fix up a house. I don't, Yeah. it's not that I don't mind having a fixer upper. I just do not have the mental capacity. And this house that we have is not massively turnkey like it needs some updating but it's moving I can, ready I would it's say it's moving ready I can live with it exactly the way it is and there are some houses that we were looking at that I mm. wouldn't even dare put a can of food in the kitchen yeah yeah so I just said that and it felt like I was shooting to the stars completely just kidding myself you know I'm just playing rose colored glasses kidding myself doing all this stuff mm-hmm. and I want to say like three or four days later the house came to us it did you, and you manifested it into your life. Well, it was funny, too, because my partner kept being like, I feel like our house isn't on the market yet. Our house just isn't listed yet. And when hmm. I found the house, it had been listed four days previous. Wow. Right? That's really funny. Right? Huh. Okay. So then, yeah, you definitely brought it to you. Exactly. So the manifesting challenge. Do you want to do you want to give a lowdown on what it was? You're the one that wrote me into all this. This is your fault. That's true. I did. I did. It's all my fault. So we started doing this challenge. It's by Gabby Bernstein. She hosted this 21-day manifesting challenge. It started January 1st. And each day we basically receive a new prompt with a meditation or a journaling exercise to help us focus on manifesting our desires, which means focusing on things like gratitude for what we have, being mindful of where we are in our lives and our creative journeys, focusing on creating abundance in our lives, and just a lot more. Basically, the more you focus on gratitude and positivity, the more you draw good things to you. And since Kate and I are both working hard to become traditionally published authors and to eventually make you know a full-time living as content creators through blogging and podcasting, Manifesting and visualization is something I've really come to depend on for staying happy and focused and positive. As a writer, you know, as a creative, you're dealing with a lot of rejection, a lot of roadblocks, a lot of competition, a lot of negativity. So anything that you can do to stay positive, I find it's just something you should try. So I told Kate that she should try it, and she did. Yes. And you've been trying from the beginning of like the second half of last year. Yeah. You were like, oh, here's a here's a meditation you should do. Don't give up. Like. 
I'm yeah. doing this. And, <laughs> and at first she's me. like looking at me like I'm kind of wacko and a little woo-woo. But I'm like, but things are going to happen. And with this challenge, the 21-day challenge, the more steadily you do it, the more you work through the prompts, the more success and abundance you're supposed to see in your life. You know, hopefully with the one thing that you're specifically trying to manifest, but really it can bring positivity and good things in other related ways. And I have to say that Kate and I have had some amazing things happen to us over the course of these 21 days. And they are still continuing, even though the challenge has ended. You know, she has a house. When I when she started this, she didn't have a house, which is amazing. So yeah, shit's working. And so I've lived again. My mom is very much the hippie new age woman. Mm-hmm. So I was very aware of what manifestation was. I had been seen the books that pretty much kind of started it all, the original, the OG books. Yeah. You know, Abraham Hicks Law of Attraction books. And I was very aware and always believed in you put positive energy out you'll attract positive energy back to you but when the secrets started coming out and all of this i'm going to manifest this object in this lifestyle and this career blah 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 it felt hoaxy and i could never get past the roadblock of okay i'm not going to achieve anything unless i do it myself and oh this is funny i'm saying i want to have an agent by this date (laughs) how's that going to (laughs) happen well for the first time doing Gabby's challenge and going through her steps every day, things finally started to click. She finally put it in a way that my brain connected and went, oh, okay, this makes sense. I love her like examples, like her yes statements. You know, it's not about trying to stay positive because if you say a negative thought, it's going to attract negativity to you. It's just being hard and saying yes. And we're back. Sorry, friends, if that just cut off weirdly. We had a technical <laughs> difficulty. We still don't know what was going on. I we think never that, know what's going on. No, I think that CJ's Chrome was secretly trying to terminate Terminator, relive the Terminator movie and take over your laptop. Oh, my God, that's terrifying because I hate robots. I am so scared <laughs> of robots. Aliens and robots are just no-goes. Okay. <laughs> but anyway, she had her in-house tech support fix it for her and we're back. <laughs> And I was talking about how Gabby's yes statements finally really clicked with me as part of the challenge. And the second part of the manifestation challenge that really clicked with me was the surrendering to Mm. what was happening. Because even though we are asking for what we want, sometimes what we want doesn't come exactly in the form that we want or we might not know the exact, I don't want to say correct. (laughs) because <laughs> then we're touching into an area of higher power in the sense of like god what is and, uh, best for us at the moment yeah and i like to keep this more of like this is less i don't know how to say like this is less there's a god <laughs> i'm trying to keep it out of that realm anyway but it was like the surrendering part because even though i have put my statement in the universe of saying i want this size house that was essentially moving ready I did not entirely get it as I anticipated. Yeah. You know, things changed, but that's part of the surrendering. And yeah. part of the surrendering, I have multiple times talked to my partner about the changes we made, and I'm sitting here going, my gut feels that this is ultimately what we're supposed to do. Yeah. And that's the other thing she really stresses is that, too, once you start seeing the manifestations come to you, surrender even more because it will go even further. And that's why we love Gabby for once. Once something clicked. <laughs> <laughs> and for like CJ, what do you have to say about it? 
So for me, the thing I was trying to manifest, and I think I mentioned it in another podcast episode, is that I wanted to become an agent and author with a publishing deal for Hoogly Ever After. So that's what I have been working on manifesting and focusing on that like every day. And while unfortunately that has not happened, I did actually get some good writing and blogging updates that came through during these 21 days and beyond that just have never been able to come up for me before. Um, during Christmas, I made a, a batch of cinnamon rolls, for example, and I they were so good, and I found this recipe on pastrychefonline.com, and I posted that on social media, how good they were, and tagged the woman who runs the blog, and a few weeks later, she reached out to me, and she asked if I wanted to co-host a virtual bake-along with her. This is my first like collaboration-type event involving the blog, which is huge for me, and I'm super excited to be doing it. So that came about during the 21 days. And then another thing that has recently happened is that I was contacted by an author who has a book coming out this fall, and she is not she has asked me to not only read and review the book on wellreadtart.com, but to create a book-inspired recipe for the companion cookbook she's publishing with the book. So this is just super exciting. This is the kind of reach and I don't know, just collaboration level I've been wanting to get for years and years with the blog. And it's finally happening now. And I, I don't think it's a coincidence that it's happening while I've been focusing on my creativity and trying to manifest something. So no, did I, I didn't get a book deal in these 21 days, but I am seeing progress in my writing life where I haven't before. And that's really inspiring. And I'm just really happy with that. So I'm, I'm, I'm a believer. I'm happy with what I've been getting. <laughs> Well, being a bystander from all of this, watching your journey from the outside, it, you said, yeah, you didn't get the agent, agenting deal, but your life has shifted yeah, in dramatic, dramatic ways. And you definitely touched on the point again of where I got stuck with manifesting was that I couldn't see where if I didn't do all the work, how was anything going to happen to me? And you said it right there. These people came to you. There was, yeah. they, they were working in the background for you. Yeah. They were doing all the things for you. And so, again, this is where it's you put that out in the universe, it's coming back. And I just, yeah. I love it. The other thing she said in the challenge was essentially how if you see, she uses a baby a lot. <laughs> so I'll use her yeah, example. She, I didn't too. notice that. She's like, if you want a baby <laughs> and you start seeing everyone around you getting pregnant, having babies. Oh, uh, yeah. That's actually a form of manifestation. It's a sign that your turn's coming. I love how she switched, twitched, twisted yeah. all that on its head as well. Yeah, which is helpful because I've been seeing a lot of people getting book deals around me. And for a long time, I was like, God damn it, why not me? And now I'm taking it as a sign of, oh, these people are all around me. Soon it will be my turn as well. Be patient, little one. Be patient. Exactly. And I know we probably sound so goofy right now. Everyone's like, this is a writing podcast. They're like, this is a dark podcast, and these people are talking about positivity and light. What the fuck is wrong with them? What have I tuned into? We're still dark. We're still hardcore. We love the horror. We're just positive about it now. We're talking about sunshine and daisies. <laughs> but also, this is why we're doing it together, because we are constantly texting each other like, oh my god, is this driftwood? Which, if you do the yeah. challenge, you'll know what that means. But we're just, I'm... In a way, I feel like this has been the greatest gift that you gave me, was oh. forcing me to delve into this and let go of my prejudices from The Seeker. Honestly, I fucking hate The Seeker, okay? <laughs> and that's what got but, me into it, actually, which is ironic. Good for you. But <laughs> I fucking hate The Secret. Yeah. <laughs> And I feel like, you know, I don't want anybody thinking this is going to become like a lifestyle podcast or a manifesting podcast or anything, but 
you know, this has just really affected how we run our writing lives and how we look at writing and creativity. Because as I said before, there's so much negativity that comes with trying to be a creative. And what you were saying before about surrendering the outcome, you know, I, yeah, I still want a book deal. I still think about it every day. Am I obsessing about it this time? No. And that is a huge relief. And it's freed me up to create other things and put my energy into other creative works. And that's really what the benefit is for me. And that's why we're talking about it with writing, because it has helped us so much with writing and getting a house for some of us, which is like an added bonus. (laughs) Well, as you say, we need a sanctuary to be creative, which I've clearly seen by being at my in-laws house this long. I need a safe space to go Mm -hmm. there with my art. (laughs) Yeah. And like you said, the manifesting, this is part of our creative journey. We're talking to you from the trenches and surviving querying. I mean, how we survive. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, honestly, it's having each other is how we're surviving. Yes. But for me, I know in all these podcasts, I've gone back and forth. Am I going to traditionally publish? Am I going to give up and self-publish? And I'm sorry, I'm not saying self-publishing is giving up. In my little bubble, I want to fight for this thing of getting traditionally published. And doing the manifesting has finally one track focused my mind going, I'm not giving up and I'm going to make this happen. Yeah. And I think that that has freed up a lot of energy for me. It's freed up the what if. It's freed up the like, mm-hmm. oh, I got to hurry up and make a decision because if I don't get traditionally published in like a year, like I need yeah. to just, you know. Mm-hmm. But that's also why you and I decided to get a six-month subscription with our app and yeah. keep it going. Yeah, definitely. And I've been do- I've been doing the work. I've been listening to stuff. There's some good meditation some days. It's harder than other- others to focus, definitely. But <laughs> I'm trying to keep going with it and – some days when I really am frustrated with where I am or am not with my writing and my writing career, because there are some days where you just, you look at how long you've been doing this and you're like, I did not still think I would be here, but apparently it's where I'm supposed to be. And this is what helps me be okay with that. It helps me be okay. The number one thing I've seen from traditionally published authors finally getting their publishing dreams is that they never gave up. It's the people yeah. that don't give up yeah. that make it. Yep. Exactly. And, and we are those man- people. Yes. And if manifesting is the way that we're going to achieve that, and maybe we can put some of these thoughts into other writers and the creatives out there, not just writers, artists, creatives, graphic designers, anything. Yeah. Don't give up and don't find up. your happy place to continue going through this. And that's yeah. also find a buddy too. Find, find a buddy. buddy. Buddies help. Find a buddy. And before we continue with today's episode, I just wanted to let you know that it's today's episode is sponsored by a well-read tarp. Are you tired of the book Hangover and wish that you could live in the story a little longer? Do you like to cook or bake? Well, it's time for you to check out A Well-Read Tart, the blog where you can read book reviews and find delicious recipes inspired by each story. Whether it's a decadent dessert or a scrumptious dinner, you'll be able to relive your favorite book all over again. Visit the blog to search for a recipe you'll love, then check out its corresponding book review, or you can read CJ's thoughts on that new bestseller you've been eyeing up, then click on the recipe inspired by that story. Either way, visit www.wellreadtart.com or our show notes and let a well-read tart inspire you in the kitchen and the library. And don't forget, like she said, keep an eye out. She's going to have a new (laughs) recipe up there. Yep. Also, I wanted to talk to you all about developmental editing, which is a huge part of the book publishing process. It helps your story to be fully fleshed out, checks for story and character arcs, catches story errors that you may have missed, and polishes your story so that readers will rave about your plot. Many self-published writers skip this step because they don't understand how vital it is or the exorbitant prices turn them away. However, this is an important step that all traditionally published authors must go through and can't be skipped. 
I've reviewed many books for self-published authors that would have been amazing if they had been able to get their books developmentally edited, which is why I wanted to help this year. After developmental editing for years, I've decided to make my services more affordable by starting them at $1,000. Full details of my services are available on my developmental editing page on Dark Side of the Word, or use the link below in the show notes. Alrighty, we're all here for a reason, <laughs> which is talking about a writing update. And so let's talk about writing updates now. <laughs> yeah. So writing is like a sore subject for me right now. Okay, well, blog, uh, any, okay. anything well, well, that's in this, well, I, this space. I want to actually vent. I want to vent. Okay, Because I, I haven't been able to write a lot this past month because of various things that have been going on with like day job stuff, and I just have been very creatively drained. So I did a little bit of writing on the Ghost Children book this past weekend, and I have to send pages out. But... I have a querying update that I am oh. quite pissed about. Do I, wait, do I know about this already? You don't know you about sh- it. I no, saved the big reveal for the podcast. It only came like two days ago, so I'm not Listeners, like Listeners, we have like side chats where we talk for hours just with each other. And we had one last night. And she did not tell me. I knew, I did not. I knew there was something you're keeping from me because you said you had multiple updates and you gave me like one. I wanted an authentic reaction to this because I know <sighs> it's going to pull a reaction from you. I already have a reaction. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, so to quickly recap, you all know that I have been querying my women's fiction manuscript, Hoogly Ever After, since May of last year, so May 2023. And I have five agents, well, now four, who are reviewing the full manuscript. And since a lot of them requested it a while ago, I decided that now that the holidays are over, it is finally time to follow up with some agents who, are, who requested my manuscript a long time ago. We're talking six to eight months ago, May, June, Oof. July. I figure Oof. it's time. Oof. So I sent out three emails earlier this week with like a little bit of nudge. And I still haven't heard back from two of them, but I did hear back from one. I heard back from the very first agent who requested to read Hoogly Ever After. Okay. She's had the manuscript since mid-May. Oh, did she, she request- not start it? She No. She requested it about a week or so after I queried her. I sent it right away. I have heard nothing since. So I sent her the follow-up email, kept it short and sweet. Hey, hope you're well. Just following up on your consideration of my manuscript, which you requested in May 2023. Hope to hear from you soon. Thanks. Bye. 30 minutes later, I get a reply. All it says after eight months Thanks for checking in. Unfortunately, we will not be pursuing. <laughs> that is what I waited eight months to find out. I am fucking pissed. There's no, there's no feedback. There's no explanation. There's, no, I don't even know if she read the damn thing. But I can't query any other agents at her agency until I hear back from her. Eesh. And I have waited eight months for this, Eesh. for nothing. I am okay. so ticked off. Like, I get that. I totally understand that literary agents are swamped with work all the time. I understand yeah, but, why but, it takes them time. But no, I'm, but, I'm going. I'm still going. I understand why it takes them three to four months to get back to a query. I get it. I give them leeway. I understand it can take three to four to six months to review a manuscript. That's why I waited until after the holidays to send a follow-up. But eight months for absolutely nothing is just bullshit. They ask for... You're, you're like your manuscript this isn't just you cold calling them please pick me but when they yeah. ask you for your manuscript we've talked about this before on the podcast yep. this is kind of an unwritten like contract with each other of you're asking for for information that means we are starting a dialogue about yep. my book mm-hmm. this requires like you have taken me to the next level this requires some feedback yeah you know and i'm not not saying that they have to feedback like what's wrong with your book but to inform you that they Why? have rejected it yes at least yeah 
Why didn't you like it? It's not for you. And I, I've received feedback from other agents saying, oh, I didn't quite identify with this main character. Oh, I feel like I don't know how to market it. Oh, I feel like there's something similar on the market or it's not like whatever. One line, two lines, that's all I need. Do I want more? Of course, but one or two lines, but just saying, thanks for checking in. We will not be pursuing. Well, why the fuck not? <laughs> okay, can I be uh, devil's advocate? Maybe. Okay. You just said she didn't respond for eight months. You couldn't go to an agent at her agency until she responded. Well, maybe a different agent at her agency wasn't ready until this moment to see your manuscript. Fine. If you want to be pulling that shit. But I'm still just saying eight months and nothing and no explanation. I agree. Like, it's that's bullshit. just It's just after all the work that we have to put in to get agents to even look at our manuscript, we do so much to even get it ready for agents to see, and they can't even give one line of why. I'm just so pissed off. I'm so jaded right now. No, I get this is this is the shitty part, and this it is doesn't the really help part. that everyone thinks they can write a book. And it doesn't help that I've been reading so many books that are pure crap, and I'm like, how do these people get fucking published? Like, usually I am not the negative one here, but today I am fucking negative. Well, because, it's hard because... Ugh. Since everyone thinks they can write a book, you have this massive influx of submissions to try to get published. And I do feel that over half of them, I'm going to piss off our listeners, but I do feel that at least over half of them are not serious people who want this as a writing career. Mm. They're just like, oh, I wrote a book. Let's go get it published. It's So it, it, it hurts us that are really trying. <laughs> this yeah. is like what we want. Yeah. And I also think that agents are on too high of a pedestal. Again, I'm gonna I'm totally canceling us. <laughs> agents I think are too high of on a pedestal. I say that, but I also so I did a Reedsy workshop either in December or earlier mm-hmm. this month, where you essentially got to submit a query letter and they were going to review a certain number of query letters live. Mm-hmm. So you could buy an agent who is a retired agent. And mine didn't get picked sadly. But they had very clear rules that in the description that said, when you submit your query letter, say that it's to this agent. Okay. And if it's not, it won't be read. Okay. He said that the host said over 30% of the people didn't do it right. Oh, boy. And oh that's boy. such a simple thing. It goes directly to reading an agent's website for submission guidelines. Yeah. And on top of that, this query letters that they did review were so out of format and improperly written mm. <laughs> that you just sit here and you're like, oh my God, no wonder agents hate us. But then on the flip <laughs> side, agents are also too high on a pedestal. And I hate that they're, they're the fucking gatekeepers of annoyance. I know. I, for I those of ton- us that work hard. <laughs> I have a ton of respect for literary agents. I would love to work with one. I have learned so much from listening to different podcasts and Instagram reels and all this stuff from literary agents. I just think there needs to be a bit more respect between aspiring authors and agents in this kind of particular situation. Like I get sending no replies to queries. I get sending blanket responses to queries. But when you ask for somebody's manuscript, the full manuscript, 
you should at least give them something more because that is that is our baby and you're giving us hope and we're thinking that this may be something and you're just reviewing our whole work also honestly you know we're going to i know this is a reputable agency but there's a lot of other people out there who aren't quite sure how to vet literary agencies and they're giving their whole work to somebody and that agent could be turning around and pitching it to one of their authors be like hey this is a great idea but why don't you write it instead and they have your manuscript you never know. So, like, there should at least be a little bit more interaction and trust and respect between the Why two parties. Why are you putting the fear in us now? <laughs> because that's that's what happens. I hear that happens all the time with movie really? scripts. Movies and TV scripts, yeah. Yeah, to be really careful about that kind of stuff. Don't tell me this bullshit. Yeah. <laughs> oh, God. Yeah. Yeah, it happens. Apparently, you know, you write a book about, like, a dog at Christmas or something, and you think it's really fun and unique, and, like, it gets shopped around to, like, film studios and stuff, and they get the option, and they read the whole thing, and ultimately they tell you, no, we don't want your book about a dog and Christmas. But then a year and a half later, a huge movie comes out about a dog at Christmas that is pretty much your book with some few things changed by, I don't know, what's, like, starring Tom Hanks written by somebody who's really big who writes books into movies I don't know because they just sold that idea and pitched it around somebody they're already working with in Hollywood now you're making me scared I know I know but there's just so many ways for things can go sour and just asking for a bit of camaraderie and acknowledgement of the work that we're putting in because I always acknowledge the work an agent is putting in well I'm extra scared because we can come back to you but this is a good segue okay I'm just gonna be like no I'm done we're good we can go to you Anyway, but this is a great segue because, okay, I'm in my in-laws' house. The creative work hasn't been happening, so my writing update's a little eh. But one of the things I wanted to say was that I had, like, a really amazing book idea come to my head. Ooh. And I also saw this as an amazing movie. Ooh. And so part of my idea was to simultaneously, or back-to-back, I don't really know, but do the book and the script... And then send them both out. Ah, oh, and see I like which one it. gets picked up. Yeah. Uh, I don't know. It goes on to our conversation. Yes, everyone. That's my in-laws' birds. I was gonna say, is that the macaws that I hear yes. in the background? Are yes, our intermittent mascots for this time. Oh my god, I'm gonna die. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. I love it. So I don't know. I had this really big conversation because especially with the manifesting and how we turn into love and light and positivity <laughs> and butterflies. Until we get I, a rejection from an agent, we're like, die, everyone, die. I don't know. I had this whole like come to Jesus like epiphany moment of freak out that I'm like, oh my God, can I not write dark anymore? Because now I'm like a love and light person. <laughs> and I we also have been like towing around writing like happy books you and I on mm-hmm. the offline have been like oh my god we just want to write the happy books too the cozy horrors the happy books so <laughs> I came up with this story that's based on some kind of real life something but now I'm going to change names and stuff and like it's going to be mm. very fictional but it's kind of like based on like a real person in the world uh anyway is it about but, me you can tell me I'll no. be honored you may this use my the- real name thank you <laughs> <laughs> yeah no this is in the music scene uh-huh. Okay. Yeah, sorry. <laughs> I play the clarinet, I'm just saying. But it's also about like a female drummer, which is what I am, so it's also hmm. like kind of like nice. very influenced by my experience, but it was just like this is my dark happy book. A dark happy book. Yeah. You're dark but you're happy about it. So it's going to be really dark and grungy, but like it's not going to it's going to be like 
a happy ending. <laughs> okay, that's nice. Everybody needs a little happy. En- oh, that sounds very wrong. Everybody needs a little happy ending every now and then. Ooh, okay. <laughs> For those of you who know what that means. <laughs> <laughs> Friendly Sundays, obviously. The, I only have one happy mm. ending book I've written, which is Praises, the one I'm querying right now. Every other book that is on the burner in the horror house, horror, I said horror house. I know, I heard you. <laughs> okay. Uh, house of Horrors <laughs> does not have a happy ending. But this one is dark because it's in the like grunge music theme and shit's going to happen, but it's going to be like, no one's going to die. Okay. <laughs> So I don't know. So I'm really excited. I pitched it to my partner. Yeah. And he lost his shit. He's nice. like, oh my God, I know who you're talking about. Oh my God. Yes, 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 yes. Um, so yeah. So I'm really excited. So. That's awesome. But I know I have the other book I'm partly working on. This will be after Saving Goodbye. So okay. don't worry, friends. Saving Goodbye is getting polished and done because that'll be the next thing I query. Okay. Maybe not. Ha, wink, wink, wink. <laughs> I, for some weird reason, at the end of last year, got this weird vibe about March of this year. That something was going to happen in March. So, you know, <laughs> maybe, maybe, maybe. Okay. Manifesting that out there. I say yes to an agent in March. <laughs> that could be awesome. Um, but anyway, so like my goal, my writing update goals are saving goodbye by the end of April. Mm-hmm. In April. And then I want to write my short story script that I'm hoping to produce myself and because I have some connections I've made who want to do it with me and then do maybe the new story or finish the book that I kind of stopped to go back to saving to goodbye. We'll see. That is still a very full schedule of creativity. On top of starting another business, setting up my house, traveling. Again, your word for this year is tired. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, whatever. Uh, I'm going through my list. So, yeah, I, we bought a house so that, you know, just in case people didn't get that at the beginning, you know, <laughs> maintaining the side hustles as usual, you know, my pre-screening with Publishers Weekly, the blog list. Uh-huh, mm-hmm, yep. Mm-hmm. Uh, oh, another fun update that I, I decided to do. So I don't know if anyone has heard of, I'm going to butcher his last name, Steven Soderbergh. Oh, okay. <laughs> Anyway, he's really fa- famous in the film and television scene because besides doing movies, which I'm sure everyone's heard of some of his movies, but I can't say them off the top of my head. Oh. Well, now um, I'm just completely lost, and I, I cannot be part of this conversation, <laughs> as I am sure other people cannot. Okay, fine. I'll, I'll pull up IMDb and talk at the same time. Good. Anyway, he's Most really famous. Is essential. He's famous. Mm-hmm. How do I? Oh, there he is. Damn it, now it went famous. away. I will he is fill very in the famous. gaps for you. He is very... Damn it! <laughs> okay, c- continue, continue. I've broken your train of thought. Well, just imagine he did like Wizard of Oz or something. I don't know. He is very famous because every year he lists what he has watched, read, and everything the entire year. Okay. And so I decided to keep track of everything that I've watched and read for the year. That's fun. Yeah. So there he is. Okay. He wrote, he directed two clicks away from telling you what, uh, let's see. He did Magic Mike's Last Dance. Oh. (laughs) Yes. He did Logan Lucky, which is amazing. If no one's watched Logan Lucky, I highly recommend it. It has, uh, (laughs) 
It has Channing Tatum, Adam Driver, Daniel Craig. Daniel Craig is hilarious in that movie. If you want to see a man with another southern accent. Mm. Uh, he did another uh, he did another Magic Mike. He did Contagion. Contagion. He did Ocean's 13. Wow. He did Ocean's 12 and Ocean's 11. So this guy's pretty big. He did yeah, Aaron Brockovich. Yeah. Um, this is all his directing, by the way. Prolific. So, like, like I'm saying, I know people will know this person if I, like, say something. Everyone's heard of Aaron Brockovich. You know, everyone's heard yeah, of the Ocean's totally. 13. Anyway, so he lists everything, and then people repost it on, on the web, and... One of my other goals this year is to consume a ton more content. Mm-hmm. I, like, I've already read like 12 books and stuff this month. Damn. <laughs> so I'm just keeping track of it all just to see what I've done. That's fun. I like that. Maybe I'll post it at the end of the year and everyone can see. Like I also like seeing what he's watching because I'm like, okay. Which I found out he watches Below Deck. And I'm like, mm-hmm. Oh, nice. Yeah. So I My think list would just be all the 90-day fiancé iterations <laughs> in the franchise, and that, that would be it. <laughs> right now, mine's just Buffy and Angel. Yeah. But, yeah, I'm just um, I'm hoping for the next month to get back on social media, keep the dark side of the word, mm. Instagram back up and running so our listeners can follow along and see what's coming up. And content-wise, I'm sorry, friends, but if you understood what life has been like the last two months, I think you, too, would not be on social media. Yes. Yes, and I apologize for not keeping up the Facebook page for all three of you following it, and I promise to do better in February. It's okay. Let's make this our goal. Let's hold each other accountable. Oh, okay. Let's do that. (laughs) (laughs) Well, I will be in my new house the day before this comes out, so I will not actually start social media until, like, the 5th of February. Okay. I I need to unload my furniture i need to yes, sleep in a real do. bed i need to be able to poop in my own toilet that is an underrated pleasure yeah that that privacy yep mm-hmm. how, how many bathrooms you got in the house you're living in right now two yeah that's not enough not enough but, for yeah. how many people are in the house and animals but it also just feels like their the bathroom we use is more in the center of the house oh it's right next to the dining room the walls are thin yeah. As are mine. We play music. We play music at parties because otherwise it gets real awkward real fast. So it just, yeah, it just feels like I just want the privacy. I'm ready for my master bathroom. And I know we're not supposed to use master anymore. Sorry, owner's suite bathroom. Yes, yes. My, my dream house, I, I pretty much have my dream house right now because I have very little house expectations. But I think my dream house, if I were to redesign it, would have a first floor bathroom at the opposite end of all the general commune areas. So like away from the kitchen, living room, and dining room. by the garage. By the garage, by the laundry room, where you can do what you need to do and the whole party isn't isn't privy to what you're doing in the privy. See what I did there? (laughs) Well, good news is my house has the guest bath is kind of set away so it's next to one of the bedrooms mm-hmm. and more on by my office and stuff but it's like set in the walls are thick it's gonna be fine it's great I, i'm so excited awesome. i'm so excited awesome <laughs> but anyway do you have anything else to update everyone on no i do when not. are you gonna meet chapters this week putting you on the spot i'm yes. not saying they're good but they're gonna be chapters <laughs> not saying right. they're good and then to remind everyone, because now we are in a new month, and it's time to talk about book club for the month. So don't forget, this month we're reading The House of Last Resort by Christopher Golden. And if you'd like to buy your copy using one of our affiliate links in the show notes from bookshop.org, it's a great help 
It doesn't cost anything extra to you. It just gives us a little kickback, like a little percentage. You can use either one. We won't hate you. We're not going to yeah, you know, you can use make you pick one. your favorite. No, nope. pick one of them. It would be me, me, but that's okay. Pick me. Pick me. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, friends, thank you for listening to the Dark Side of the Word podcast for all the dark story lovers. If you're listening to us on YouTube, then please subscribe and give this video a thumbs up. We're also on a podcast on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and iHeart. Make sure to follow us and check out our weekly polls and questions if you're listening on Spotify. We'd also love a review, leaving a review on our page is equivalent to tipping your waiter. Thank you so much, friends. Bye. Bye.